Today's episode is the fourth episode and last episode in our Advent series and our last episode until January. We'll be back with you on January 17th with the rest of season two. But in today's episode, we talk about waiting for love, but specifically in terms of those kind of areas of deficit or where we experience a void of love, whether it's from God or from someone else or from something that we're desiring, whatever it is. So we talk about what that is for us and we talk about what we go to instead of those things. So how we try and avoid or how we try and fill those voids within. And then we also talk about the things that have been helpful and healing, especially some of the things that we've heard from other episodes in this Advent series. So we hope you enjoy and we hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hello. Last episode of the year. Well, the calendar year. That's right. Yeah. And our fourth episode of our Advent series. How are you feeling? How are you feeling about that? About oh, about our Advent series, about impending impending <laughs> closings <laughs> of the year. Of- <laughs> yeah, sure. I am. I don't know. Okay, here you want my honest how I'm yes. feeling. Yes, a yeah, little bit always. intimidated. Okay, this yeah. is. I'm feeling intimidated because my Christmas holidays. I've I've planned a lot of different things. Um, and I also need to do a lot of work, and so right now I'm just kind of not sure how that all will pan out, and so. It's a little intimidating. It's just kind of in a one day at a time mode, which is fine. You know, this is like, mm-hmm, yeah. I don't know, grown up, grown up Christmas style or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. But no, nah, it's fine. It's good. It's how good. about, how about you, Rachel? <laughs> I think for me, I, I'm it's, I've been in so many different places this year. Like I started the year in Hamilton and then I moved to Oakville, Ontario, and now I'm in Texas, USA. And it's just like so many different things. So I think this year it's very odd to me that it's the end of the year. And also in Texas, it's Mm. warm. So it's just like, my brain is kind of just melted and it's like, I don't don't know anything. It's like perpetual summer or something. Yeah, exactly. You got stuck somewhere. Exactly. It's like a time warp and I don't, I don't know what's happening, but I think it's going to hit me. I think New Year's is going to hit me like it always does actually I think New Year's is always kind of like whoa another year like went by and it's crazy right Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah that's yeah um my nephew's class there was a COVID case in it so they're waiting to write public health about whether he's a close contact which I don't think he is because usually they contact those people like right away or like as soon as they you know so the longer before you hear the better um but anyway, so if he if it turns out that he was a close contact, then it means that basically the whole family is isolating until Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. Well, no, I think it's if you have symptoms or if you have uh, anyways, anyways, it's like the joys of COVID times, you know, but right. one thing they sent all of the kids in Ontario, I think, home with like five rapid tests oh, that they oh. have to do over the holidays and before they come back to school, which I was like, yes. That's good. Okay. That's a fun. I feel like that's crazy. They're like, are, are the rapid tests the ones they don't go all the way up your nose? Like, no, no, no. no, no. Up your nose. Okay. No, like, oh no. Gosh, Can you imagine if people were doing not. that at home, uh, they would no. stab their brains. I like, know. no, they're definitely also, kids. I feel like if I was oh a kid, my I would gosh. literally run away from that. I know. Just yeah, like, yeah. Do okay, not listen. Cotton swab. 
We're going to move on to a better topic than cotton swabs <laughs> at the back of your yeah. nasal cavity. That was the worst but... thing ever. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> People are out there listening to PTSD. You're like, stop, stop it. Stop. That's right. Stop it. No more yeah. COVID. We're not talking about it. Okay. So no. switching, switching to the joys of Christmas yes. and the mm-hmm. loveliness of, you know, family and food, zeroing in on the food part. I would love to hear what your favorite Christmas treat is. Like, is there a particular thing that your family Mm. makes that your mom bakes? Is it the turkey at Christmas dinner? What is the thing that you are most happy about shoving in your gullet during this Christmas? Honestly, I will say for me, my mom does it for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, but she makes just like a, a, dry stuffing. Like it doesn't actually go in the Turkey. It's like a, the a side dish. And mm-hmm. she uses like stovetop stuffing and like ranch. She doesn't, she doesn't like make everything from scratch, but her particular recipe of pulling a bunch of things together is so delicious. Like literally mm-hmm. if I leave Christmas, like if I was at school or whatever, and I was going back with leftovers, I would take like an entire Tupperware just with stuff. Like I wouldn't need to mm-hmm. like, give me the stuffing. That's what I want. That's gold. It's so nice. delicious. That's yeah. great. Sweet. That's great. Sweet. How about you, Nicole? I think mine definitely is um, tortière, so like a mm. French Canadian meat pie that my parents make, um, which we've had every Christmas for my whole life, and it's just good, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like my dad is, um, uh, he's Acadian, French Canadian, and so they grew up having tortière every Christmas. Mm-hmm. But my mom, who is like. Italian, Irish, German, whatever, mm-hmm. Canadian, white person, um, also grew up eating tortilla. And they wow. had slightly different recipes. And so they said that was one of the the large, in, you know, significant conversations of their early right. marriage was whose recipe? recipe. And so, you know, they ended up with kind of a blend of, of the two oh, recipes. Oh, they did, but, eh? Okay. Yes, they that's did. Cute. And so, so it's delicious. But that's yeah, that's, that would be like traditional Christmas thing for mm-hmm. me. That's My mom yeah, made a pie today. Well, so she, meat pie is definitely not my favorite. Because no. <laughs> you, you need the right recipe with the, you know. That's right. I don't that's know. right. Yeah. I mean, you just need sugar. Like that's the, it's because you guys are talking about real food and all of my favorite things are all like sweet. the cookies mm. and like, you know, so if you could that's turn totally meat fair. pie into a dessert, then um, then I, I would mm. probably like it better, I think. Both no. Rachel and I have these like disgusted yeah, faces no, no. on it. Like, yeah, this is very like true. sugary yeah. meat. Yeah, well, yeah. What about like the what Rachel about... dessert? You guys remember that mm. from Friends when she makes? Um, oh my gosh, <gasps> trifle. Yes, and, she, and the pages she were stuck up together. Recipes. Yeah, she mixes up a meat pie recipe and a trifle recipe, and she makes a trifle. Oh no, shepherd's pie and a, and, a, and a trifle. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, she goes like, so there's one lady layer of lady fingers and one layer of jam, one layer of meat, meat sautéed with peas and onions, and one layer of <laughs> and everyone's because she can't cook, and everyone's like, what the what did she do and then later my fave is when joey's eating it and he's yeah. like what's not to like lady fingers mm. no he goes, Me, right. he goes mm. yeah that's right yeah. we probably like good yeah you right sorry friends i know it's a good episode though yeah yeah okay so um my favorite um it's tied um for first and well it's tied at first place so one is a recipe that i found for cookies that taste just like the sugar cookie shortbreads that they have at Starbucks. So like, you know, the Starbucks mm-hmm. cookies, like the snowman cookies and the heart cookies mm-hmm. around Valentine's Day. They're mm-hmm. like a combo of shortbread and sugar cookie. Super mm-hmm. good with like a white chocolate icing on them. 
so I found those a few years ago and I really like those, but I usually only make like one batch of them because they're super intensive to make and you got, you have to do stuff like roll them up and in a ball and put them in the fridge to set for two hours and things like that, that, that I just, I'm like, I don't have the patience for. Yeah. So that is one. And then the other is these things called Welsh cakes. Oh. Have you guys ever had a Welsh cake? No, I have no idea I don't what know. that is. So it's like, it's kind of like a pancake, but it's like a little bit more crumbly dough. Like if you had a pancake mix and it mm -hmm. was a little bit kind of thicker, like a, like a dough, and then you put um, currants in it oh. and then you cut it in, like you roll it out and then you cut it into shapes and then you kind of fry it a little bit on a griddle, like not fry it in oil or anything like that, but yeah. um, it's just like a hot, hot pan and you kind of brown each side of it and they're they're so you might, good uh, you might even say it's like a pancake yeah <laughs> i guess that is it. So basically i just like very thick pancakes is my favorite <laughs> that sounds good though that does yeah. sound good they are very That's good cool. yeah. like they're a little bit sweeter them. than pancakes but yeah, yeah they're delish. almost like a biscuit like a biscuit pancake or something yeah kind of yeah. like like a thin biscuit pancake with currants in them and i don't even like i don't cool. even know what currants are to be quite honest um but what are they i don't I either currants they're little currant berry like they're little yeah, berries but like, it's what a berry. are they yeah. Oh, dried, oh, they're fresh. Berries. They're berries. Okay. okay. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I feel like when, you know, when you have like hot cross buns and we should probably stop talking about this now, but like <laughs> <laughs> they have currants in them and I, I'm always like, they're mm. green in color and stuff. And I'm like, what is this? That's like, not currants. Like, that's no, a, no, those are that's that's dried candied fruit. Yes. That makes right. Sense. That's the currants. same stuff that's in fruit cake that makes it yeah gross. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, depending on what this is, that's another conversation. We're gonna get it? angry letters from all the fruitcake fans. Yeah, this is a very is divisive issue. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Currents, pro or con? Um, yeah, anyway, moving on. But moving Christmas, on. Moving yeah. on. Yes. Yeah. So this is yeah. This is our fourth episode of Advent because there are four weeks of Advent. Uh, mm -hmm. And so this is the last episode before we're going to be taking a break for Christmas, but we really wanted to have some time because we had some amazing guests. So just to recap for those who are kind of maybe listening, this is the first week of the series. Um, we definitely highly encourage you to go back and listen to the other episodes because the first one yes. was with um, Sister Miriam James Hydland, who is just amazing. Like she has such a charism for healing. And so she talked a lot about healing and uh, then we moved to the second episode which was with father edmund lowe who talked about waiting for clarity so kind of discernment and when you're waiting for the lord to make something clear to move in some way and then uh, this past week we had anya Kreischuk, um which i don't know if that's uh. the proper way to say her name still but uh, anyways anya basically um laid down like 80,000 mind-blowing amazing things about Christ's second coming and time and Our Lady is the fulfillment of time like yeah so cool right it was so cool yeah so and today we're um we're going to talk a little bit about waiting for love so we're not basically kind of talking about that in a single context like what if you're single and you're waiting for you know somebody to marry or if you're waiting for god to speak or if you're something like that but we're gonna Although kind of stay come tuned 
Yeah, that's right. We could stay tuned. Future that's episodes right. there. Future yeah. ep- yes, yes, absolutely. We are going to actually, I think, uh, talk about those things in the winter term. So that is something definitely to get excited for. I still talk like I'm in school, the winter term, like yeah. everything. <laughs> Anyways, so today we're going to kind of come at this angle of like waiting for love um, from a little bit of a different way. So maybe I can turn it over to you, um, Rach, and you can talk about you can talk about that, that angle a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we're all, we all have areas in our lives where we are, we feel a deficit of love in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes we know that we're like, Oh, I definitely like, that's what I'm craving. And sometimes it manifests in other ways. Right. So we're going to talk about our own experiences with that, but then also how we, how we try to meet those. Sometimes we have those deficits and we try to fill them with like counterfeit love Mm. things, you know? And I always think of Christopher West. Like I, I, you know, I have attended some of his talks and stuff like that, but he had a really good analogy that he used to use, um, uh, about like a million dollar, like a counterfeit check. Like, you know, you have like real money and you have counterfeit money and like counterfeit money just isn't the same. Like it just is not the same. And Mm. I, I'm butchering his analogy, but I always think of that, like you, what are, or like real food and fake food. Like you want a feast, like heaven is this eternal feast, but you know, you're eating like McDonald's out of a garbage dump or something like that. And like, you're Mm -hmm. trying to make it the feast that you actually desire, but it's just not, it's so falls short of that. So I mean, I think we all do that. I think we all are longing for love, which is Jesus and God and heaven in some way. And we all try to satisfy that longing different ways. So a lot of our Advent episodes, I think form of that, you know, like waiting for healing, waiting for clarity. Like it's all tied into really a desire for love that we all are in some journey about, Mm -hmm. you know, like part of our journey is there is in that place. Yeah. 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 So like, what do you, what do you guys, what are your deficits, your love deficits? (laughs) This is just like going right to the deep stuff, you know, like where do you have deficits in love? Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's good. I, you know, I can dive in first. Yeah. Dive in. in. All right. All right. Um, you know, as you were saying this, Rachel, I was thinking like, we, we are all loved constantly by God. Right. Um, and so it's, you know, when we're saying waiting for love, it's not like we're waiting for God to start loving us or something like that, mm-hmm. but it's often waiting, waiting to know that we're loved and waiting to have that confidence in the fact that we're loved, which, which can be tricky sometimes, especially with just the wounds and things of, of life. Mm-hmm. So if I think in my own life, um, even just like as a child, as a teenager, um, young adult and, and just different experiences of a feeling rejected as a kid, maybe being bullied or um, whatever happened. And, and I can remember, uh, I can remember a point, I think sometime as a teenager where I just, I, I felt like, okay, you know, these, these people that I'm trying to be friends with, they just don't like me. So Mm -hmm. that's okay. If they're not going to love me, then I, I'm going to just be really smart. I'm going to study hard because I'm good at that. I'm going to be so smart. So even if they don't love me, at least they'll respect me. And I, I remember having that thought and just being like, great, I have a plan. Right. This is fine. Um, and here I am, I've done it doing a PhD in a university professor. So there's, it's not like that's like the cause of it. And this is all completely dysfunctional <laughs> or something like that. Like, that's not true. I actually really love that's what I right. do, but it was just, 
you know, there was a little, a little thread of, and, and this is something that I had to work through a lot when I was an undergraduate student was feeling like whatever grade I got on an assignment equaled my value as a human being, because I had, in a sense, I had invested my own value in terms of, of what my marks were. Like that remember, was your counterfeit. Like that, that was, was my counterfeit yeah. was like, if I got a hundred, then everything is fine. And I was on top of the world. And if I got 98 and my friend got a hundred, I would be really down, like really, mm-hmm. really down for like a week, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, that's not, that's not good. That's not functional. So it's been like a journey to, um, to work through that. And I think now what I've, what I notice is that if there's times where I'm feeling lonely or, um, uncertain of, 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 if I'm loved and it's not like I'm conscious of this, it's not like, Oh, I'm feeling, I know that I'm not feeling loved. Therefore I'm going to do X, Y, Z. But I noticed that it's just, it's sort of, again, distraction of feeling like filling my mind with things. And maybe now it's sometimes it'll be TV or maybe it'll be work or maybe whatever it is, but just having my, myself intellectually employed elsewhere. So that I don't have to think about whatever the, the pain is that I'm, that I'm experiencing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, so that's, that's, that's my that's stuff. The depth of <laughs> Excellent. There you go. Yes, this is good. How about yeah. you, Rach? What does it look like for you, those deficits? Yeah. What, what are uh, your deficits? What are the, what are your weakest phrasing? points of the human? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I take a sip I, of my wine. <laughs> where's my wine? I did not bring wine for this episode. That I know. Was a mistake. <laughs> that was a mistake. Right. Um, yeah. And I think, I think I, uh, I'm starting to sort of understand myself a little bit better. I think I wouldn't even be able to answer that question, to be honest with you, like a few years ago, like I really wouldn't have been like, I don't, I'm like, I don't have any because I have a very loving family. I have so many, you know, amazing friends. And I think I would have just literally not known that I had any and in a real, real way. And so I think now I'm recognizing some, something similar to what you're describing, Nicole, my value, my security for me right now, I think it's security, like a, just a stability in my own being that, that I'm not defined or not defined. I'm not um, secure because the people around me who love me, like approve of me. Like, I think I had something in my head where it's like certain people, if they, because they were in my life and they approved of me, I, I was okay. And as soon as that was gone, like as soon as I lost that, even if they, not their approval, like if I lost their presence in my life in a certain way, I started to feel totally insecure. And I was like, what is, what Mm. is happening? And I think that was realizing like, okay, the Lord wants me to have that security in him, you know, not in, not that it can't be expressed through my relationships. It's I'm very grateful that it is. And that's very important part that got of life that God would like us, I think in most cases to experience, but it's not a substitute for the security of God's love for me. You know, that I need to really understand that I am loved, not because other people find me lovable or they happen to find me lovable, Mm. but because God, because I'm created in the image and likeness of God, I'm his child. Like I inherently loved, um, and that obviously is a lifelong journey, I think, but, but it's interesting to notice in myself, like, oh, I'm feeling really insecure and it's not insecure. Like, oh my gosh, my hair, like my hair if you're mm-hmm. right now, is, <laughs> it's not like your hair, like how you look. It's, it's like this deep 
lack of stability of foundation. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I don't have foundation mm-hmm. in my interior being. So that was yeah. like very vague, which don't you like that? I was like very vague, but also honestly, very true. That is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that I'm, I, as I'm hearing you talk, Rachel, I'm, I'm resonating with that in many ways of, you know, I think we all have maybe mo- moments or there are, there is a deep part of us that we don't feel secure in our inner being until we have learned that to have that security in Christ, which I think takes our whole lives, you know, to oh, kind yeah. of get there. So I think it's really great that you're articulating that, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I got that- there already guys. I'm there. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> okay. Oh, never mind. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that sounds right though. Like, I mean, I'm not even surprised that so much of what you both are saying is resonating because it comes back to those foundational wounds, right? Of like, is God a good father? Like, and and like the doubts that sin like puts in our heart about our lovability and all of those kind of things. But I think for me, um, yeah, there, like I have a few memories and a lot of this has actually come up in the, in the last year where the Lord has kind of pointed out these specific times of going from, like, I remember when I was a little kid and just knowing that I was a delight, you know, like mm-hmm. standing on the mantelpiece, that. like singing a little song for my family <laughs> and just being totally delighted in and not having any part of me doubt or even consider that I was not a delight. Like, right. right? Like, mm, it's like, yeah. it doesn't, like, it didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind because I didn't even know that that was a thing or a possibility. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then like having a couple of experiences, like there was one in particular, which is such a stupid thing. Like it's sad and it sounds like it's such a stupid thing, right? Like when I think about it now. So, um, there was a neighbor across the street and she had this fish pond because we lived in British Columbia where it doesn't really get all that cold. Mm-hmm. And there were some really big seashells in the fish pond. Ooh. And I really wanted a seashell. So I took it from the fish pond. And then I told my mom when she asked about it, she's like, where did you get that? And she knows, like, right. I, she knows it's from Nancy and Guy fish pond because where else is your five-year-old going to come with it? big seashell anyways but she was like i think seeing like whether i would tell her the truth about it or right. not and so i totally lied and said i found it in the middle of the road oh my God. <laughs> you poor thing that's like the worst lie oh, ever i know right i know i was yeah i was i mean you know whatever you don't get that creative when you're five so um so i said that and then and then i got in trouble like right. and that was the first time that I think I was like I really felt like I am not a delight (laughs) like I'm everything that I am is not good Mm -hmm. like there are parts of me that are not okay there are parts of me that are not lovable like that are not Mm -hmm. acceptable you know and I feel like it's that wound like even now I'm like feeling it you know like if you're Mm -hmm. watching me I'm like the tears are like (laughs) they're like ready you know approaching yeah yeah, they're approaching yeah but it really is like I feel like so many of my wounds have kind of like just pushed on that button of like Mm -hmm. you are not a delight you are not mm. lovable. You are not, you know, like whatever, whatever it is. Like even when I was in elementary school and stuff like that, I was always like the, the like, I was always kind of a little weirdo in ways, like not in like super ways, like you would question if somebody needed intervention and anything, right. but like, but yeah, but just, um, 
Yeah, like kind of vying for that for those spots with like the popular kids or, um, you know, like to fit in and because we moved around so much when I was young, it was like definitely all of that. So I feel like that like those spots of like, of like, that's where my void is of like mm -hmm. trying to be loved. And so then a lot of the energy that I put into um, that I that I expend goes into often, especially in situations where I'm feeling insecure or where I'm feeling like I'm actually not enough or like where I can see my own weaknesses or shortfalls of like trying to um, cover over that with like mm -hmm. added organization or added competence or added mm -hmm. intelligence yeah. or added, right. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. It's so funny. I, as you were talking, I was thinking, I really should also mention that, um, you know, my experience of being single in my thirties, like, I think that to be, is a different kind of thing than what I was talking about. And then that's, I don't lack a security in that. I, and maybe some people do, some people might feel a lack of security in that, but there is, there is sort of like this thing. Um, and we've talked to, I've talked about it before where we, we, on the infertility episode, we talked about the feeling of being forgotten or the feeling mm -hmm. of just not being good enough or something's like weird and wrong with you because everybody else figure this out and you couldn't, you know, and I think all of the, when I hear those voices in my head, my counterfeit, instead of going to the Lord, I hope sometimes I do. And sometimes instead of doing that, I'm like, well, you know, whatever, I don't need to get married. Like I'm fine. Like, you know, and this whole, and sister Miriam mm -hmm. talked about this, this whole feeling of like, well, I'm fine. I don't need that. Like I'm good. Mm -hmm. And, and then you, you kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like you don't, you, you don't want to look at the pain. And because you don't want to look at the pain, you also don't look at the invitation, like there's an invitation to love in those mm -hmm. places in our hearts or an invitation to experience the love of God in whatever way, or in my case, like to continue to discern my vocation. And sometimes the invitation to the good is so wrapped up in the wound that mm -hmm. you can't look at either. And so you kind of, you do your counterfeit thing, mm -hmm. or I do my counterfeit thing where I just like, I'm like, well, I don't need that. And I just kind of lock it away somewhere yeah. and I don't even look at it. And I mean, and I, I have definitely done that before. And I think, you know, there's a kind of grace that we, that I needed to pray for in order to be able to, there's a whole journey behind that in order to be able to like, look at the wound, but also look at the invitation, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. to experience yeah. love. It's so funny, even when you say that, because I'm like, it's like that resonates, but then also, also, I think for me, that's been such a hard thing in some ways is because is because the invitation to like have God, like if I am questioning my lovability or like that I'm a delight or that I'm good or all of those kind of things, for me, the fear has always been like not even really consciously, but my heart, my heart fears that the Lord believes that too. Mm -hmm. Like that mm -hmm. he, you know, so like, it's like, there's this invitation to trust him, but then I'm like, but no. I can't like, but what, but what if he, what if he doesn't mm -hmm. like, what if he comes, what if he comes into the depths of my heart and I know that he's here. And then in the deepest places where I believe that I am just a piece of crap, what if he also rejects me in that, yeah. in that spot, you know, like, which is totally, I mean, which from your head, would. it's like so yeah. stupid, like, yeah. you, like you would never, you know, but like it, it is so like, mm. it's such a huge, um, yeah, it can be a huge barrier, I think, or has been a huge barrier for me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what does that look like for you guys? Like, cause part, sorry, like we've just gotten right into it here. No, <laughs> no holding back. We're all right. like slightly uncomfortable right now. We're all like, yeah, we're just <laughs> out here on this podcast. Yeah. So ah, good. Yeah. All the crap. See, good. I love it too, because it's like, it's kind of like, we're just having, cause this week, like we would have this kind of conversation with yeah, each other. Would. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I could, but then like, I forget sometimes and we're actually like, there's other people who are going to listen. This is recorded That's right. and yeah. anyone can hear it. No, that's right. Like intentional. It's good though. Yeah. But this leads to kind of that question of like, what does that look for you? What does that look like for you then when, when that wound is like manifesting, like what are the ways when you're recognizing that kind of void or that kind of like deficit of love? um, What do you do? Like what, what are your ways of kind of coping or trying to fill that that are good, that are good or bad? Like what do those look like for you? Netflix, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh huh. YouTube, yeah, uh, totally. We should send them that. a thank you letter for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, hundred percent escapism, distraction. Like that's those are the bad ways in which I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna watch all the episodes of Zumbo's Just Desserts in one day, and mm-hmm. you know that's uh, totally normal. And um, and mm. you know, I'm obviously that's not you can like that's it's not inherently bad to do that depending on the situation you're in. But I, the good ways I think, or one of the good ways for me has been recognizing that where, whenever that wound manifests that, you know, sister Miriam kind of talked about this, like to sort of stop, to know kind of, okay, this is that wound. First of all, to like be able to recognize that somehow. And for me, it's like some kind of disproportionate reaction or some kind of like, I know that my reaction in this situation is not, appropriate. Does that make sense? Like someone, Mm -hmm. someone has said something to me that maybe it could make me a bit upset, but I'm like bawling and my, you know, in my room, like things like that. So Mm -hmm. first I think knowing when those wounds are actually manifesting that's, and sister Miriam was gave, I think a lot of helpful tips about that, that I really resonated with. So one of them for me is I haven't read, um, I think it's Bob shoots book that she re- mm-hmm. referenced about like the seven kind of wounds, which I would like to read that actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know when I'm acting out of disproportionately to a situation or sometimes at least I can recognize that. And I think when I recognize that I go, okay, what's happening, you know, and that's helpful. Um, and then one of the things that's really helped me is in a moment in my life, where I actually felt like the Lord was the one almost inflicting the wound. Like my whole understanding of God and his love for me just literally was broken apart. God just plowed through that thing and destroyed it. And it was awful. It was traumatic. And I was like, and in that time in my life, which was a while ago, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if God loves, like Mm -hmm. it was that bad. But later on, I was directed to think about the people or the places where I was being consoled, where there was comfort, where there was love being shown to me. And that that was the Lord. It wasn't the Lord. Like he allowed all of the destruction and craziness for my good, but he wanted me to know that I was with him. And if I just thought back, there were definitely, there was people who came to walk with me in that there were people who just hugged me and consoled me and I correctly identifying the presence of God and not mm-hmm. attributing to him the things that were not him, you know? Um, so you were talking about Aaron, like, yeah, what if the Lord says that to me? And I think I was in a moment where I thought that that's what was happening, mm. where I thought like, 
I am crap. And I thought the Lord had come into my heart and was like, yep, that's right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it, it, but that wasn't true. And I think, so, you know, being able to parse through that, and we talked about spiritual direction in one of our episodes too, with father Edmund, I think that's so helpful to know where was the Lord actually in that. And it's usually in places of comfort, accompaniment, consolation, maybe places of hard truth. Yeah, definitely. But never cruelty, never, mm. you know, never destruction, never confusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about for you, Nicole? Yeah. I, you know, I think when I, when those things are coming up, I, I think I just try to almost run to keep ahead of it, <laughs> you know, uh, just keeping busy, doing a lot of things, um, watching TV, yeah, the Netflix thing, or just telling myself whenever I feel some emotions where I'm, it's, I'm noticing that there's something happening and realizing, oh, there's, there's some stuff happening in my heart. Um, then my next response is usually to say, no, I'm, I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's okay. And then I'm just, I just need to, you know, I need to keep busy. I need to keep doing work. And so I'll just keep running almost, almost like I'm trying to run and keep ahead of, of whatever it is that is that woundedness or that feeling of that, that need to, to go to the presence of the Lord. Um, and, you know, uh, in good, good times or when, when um, th- there are times when I do go to the Lord with that. And mm-hmm. there's been times where I've been able to have the, the privilege of being able to go to adoration on a regular basis, or, I mean, any kind of prayer, then allowing myself to be real and to be honest with the Lord that's where that, then that's where that healing can start to come, or even just being able to accept that this is where I'm at right now. And I'm feeling a little lost. I'm feeling a little uncertain, um, Mm. but that's okay. You know, just to like actually be real with that. Um, Yeah. 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 How about you, Erin? Well, that's so funny. Like, I feel like I have every coping mechanism on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very proficient at it, you know? Mm-hmm. So Gotta like, catch them if, all. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, except for drug addiction, that has not been yeah. part of my praise Good. the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Um, but I think when when there's, like, that wound of, like, I am not a delight, like, if something is pushing on that – um, then usually my response, like I can be, I'm very all or nothing. Like I'm super in, like if I'm passionate about something, I'm like all in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if something is like, um, if like I'm done with something, like I'm really done with something, you know? So, right. then, so then kind of, it can be either one of two extremes, like either I will just give up. Um, like, like, I'm like, well, fine. If I'm not, uh, like if I'm, I don't know, if I feel like I'm failing in my prayer duties or like how I should be praying or something like that, then I'm just not going to pray. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to pray today. I'm just going right. to like, you know, if I don't feel either, like, I'm just not going to do it. Or it will be the opposite. And like, there is not a person on the planet who could be harder on me than I am on myself. Yeah. Like, like, it's not possible, I think, you know, well, may, maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> But it would be it would be hard to match. You Someone know? leaves a comment like a really just awful like, "Hey, you guys all or no, don't do that, please don't do that." That's I mean, right, yeah. like that. If this is a, a sort of a bit of a music student joke, where mm-hmm. students will say, "You know, you are your own worst critic," mm-hmm. and then other students say, "No, like my my instrument, my 
my music my teacher. teacher yeah <laughs> which is not always true there's wonderful wonderful music teachers but you know that's awesome yeah yeah yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Okay. but no but it's true I mean um because yeah. because I like it's it's like that extreme of like I don't want to give myself a break and so I know what I need to do like if I'm if I'm feeling like I'm not a delight like I'm not enough mm. I'm not lovable as I am then I will want to make myself lovable so like then right. it's kind of like I try to either fill the void with doing good things or with avoiding anything at all mm-hmm. so it's like the the kind of extreme you know mm-hmm. um and and then I think some of that also comes too because there is a reality that I know and I have experienced the Lord's love like deeply in those places before like many times but then also there have been times when I feel like I've needed to experience those things and I've I've like done the done whatever I can to make myself available to him and he has not come like mm-hmm. he's not shown up yeah. in those things and not not that he's abandoned me because I know that he hasn't abandoned me, but, but he's doing something deeper and it's hard for me to trust like that. It's, it's very hard for me to trust when I don't have, um, sometimes like some, I can trust him in a lot of things in my life, but there are some things where I find it more, much more difficult to, to trust him. Like when I'm in pain and I can't see anything around me that tells me a reason for it or what's happening or how it will resolve or how he's actually there or working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that's, totally. all that's pinging my head right now is father. I don't know when he was like, God is not Uber eats, you know? And I was like thinking about that when you were talking, cause I was like, it's yeah. really, like sometimes you really need him to be, sometimes you're like, I have, I'm at adoration and I got like my rosary and my devotional and I'm like praying and my iPhone has like the daily readings on it. Like tell me and my heart man. hurts, Jesus. <laughs> like my heart hurts and I need you to, I need, I need just, even if it's like a bandaid Lord, please. I just need right? like a bandaid there. And, and he's like, like a bandaid is not good enough for you. Like right. that's, I'm sure what he said, but it's like, I will take you to surgery. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, and actually I may have mentioned this in a different episode. I can't remember, but the sisters of life at a retreat once um, said, you know, when you feel nothing, it's kind of like anesthesia when, when the surgeon mm-hmm. is operating on you and he's doing some of his most important work mm-hmm. yeah. that you're, you can't, you like, it's too deep for you to be able to feel it. Right. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be feeling it. And no. so I always remember that when I feel yeah. nothing, like, the Lord mm-hmm. is doing surgery. Helpful. Just yeah. Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is this kind of leads into um one of the things that we definitely wanted to have some time some time to discuss as well is just looking back over these kind of three episodes of, you know, healing, clarity, waiting for Christ to come again, all the things that have been shared. And when we were doing some prep for for this episode, um I think all three of us kind of had that experience of like there has been something that has really touched us in a in a profound way from from these episodes that is kind of um to do with these with these kind of the voids that we experience you know um so if you're watching on YouTube I just made a very intense hand gesture voids <laughs> experience <laughs> anyways so yeah so I'm I'm excited to hear what you guys have to you guys have to share about that. Do you want to, do you want to share first, Nicole? Sure. Yeah. When we were listening to, well, when we were speaking with sister Miriam James Highland, she talked about this notion or this experience in healing where we want, we want God to heal us now. Kind of like we want the Uber Eats God 
here, God, I've noticed that I have this thing happening. Come and heal me now. And and sometimes he does. I mean, Jesus came on earth and he would just heal people. Right. So that's not a, um, that's not a ridiculous request, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, but that sometimes, and I can see this in my own, (laughs) in my own life where different times where I've been really kind of, or whatever my woundedness is, or there's been some sort of real, really real hurts or things that I'm working through. And I'm like, great, I'm going to sign up for therapy. I'm going to work through this and then I'm going to be done. And we'll just get this out of the, we'll just deal with this head on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's not something necessarily wrong with that, but also that healing is not linear. <laughs> yeah. um, and so she was talking about how sometimes the Lord, I don't remember exactly what she said, but what, what stuck with me was this notion that the Lord sometimes just wants to love us right where we're at, that we don't, we don't need we don't need to be perfectly healed for him for in order to receive his love in order to, to in a sense, earn his love. We just need to, we, we, he loves us as we are in our unhealed messy state. He loves me right now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that just, that just stuck with me. Um, and I, I've seen, uh, I've seen some different ways that the Lord has been just, sort of bringing that to life a little bit in my life and helping me, you know, if my tendency, as I was saying before, is to run and work hard and push and, and do all these things and distract myself, then, then the, the antidote to that is sometimes just learning to, to be, to be in the Lord's presence and let him love me. Um, and some right now that's taking the form of, of sort of more scripture meditation and imagining myself in, in scriptures and, Maybe I can share my, I got to get about that at the end. Actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. share. So yeah, that's, that's what stuck out to me. Yeah. What about you, Erin? Nice. Um, so the thing that stuck out to me most was actually from, from when Anya was speaking and, um, and I think like when she was talking about the, the telos of, of God, right? Like about God's foundational, godness that's like the <laughs> typical typical philosophy verbiage verbiage um chairness of the chair the chairness of the chair that's right yeah um but but where where she was talking about that god that god is love that god's nature is love that his very nature is love so even when when she was talking about the trinity and and um yeah, this relationship of God where he pours himself out so completely that he actually would cease to exist if he was not God. And he is received completely by the son who also in turn pours himself out completely so that he would not exist if it was, if, if he wasn't God. And then this, this love between them is the Trinity. And it's like all of these things that I have known in my brain for a long time, right? Like studied them, read stuff, like it's there, but there was something that unlocked in my heart. Like that was like such a, um, a beautiful, I guess, healing really, which was to, which was this kind of understanding like deep, like in the depths of me that God cannot stop loving me because it would go against his very nature. Like that it is actually impossible for him not to give himself fully in love to me at every moment of every day for all of eternity. Like, so in this part of me where I where I feel like I'm not a delight, I'm unlovable, I'm like, or I'm not doing enough, or I'm not being enough, or I'm not, I don't know, whatever it is, you know, like that, that it's like, so even since we recorded this, I've felt a, 
like a real difference in my day to day of like sensing or like believing that because it's like he said it to me in a way that that like imprinted itself on my heart you know and I feel like it's it's like these layers of healing right because I've yeah. experienced like a layer of healing to that before and like lots of different times in different ways and this one was like deep like very mm. very deep which has been really which has like so many implications that I should probably do like 80 million episodes on all, <laughs> all of this in the future. But that was a big takeaway for me, which I'm That's really beautiful. grateful for. Yeah. How are you, Rach? Yeah, I think so. I don't, we did, honestly did not plan this, but I, mine is from father Ed's. I mean, all of them were amazing. I have stuff from all of them, but the one thing that stuck with me was when he talked about the way in which we wait, you know, and waiting like a watchman waits for the dawn and mm. and the we talked about sunrises so much and all that kind of stuff which is really fun but right. um i i struggle i can be a very skeptical person when it comes to waiting for something good you know i just kind of am like well you know we have a podcast on suffering life's about suffering it's all gonna suck so just you know that's fine <laughs> like, i kind of like to prepare for the worst person i'm like well everything's gonna like be whatever really there'll be more material for the podcast it's fine. exactly right. exactly and i'm just and i'm kind of like well i'm okay with that that's okay life's about mm. suffering it's cool whatever heaven mm. is gonna be heaven and that's mm. great you know and there's, you know, there's something not entirely untrue about that. Like life is about there's this world is broken and, and it's only in heaven that everything really is fulfills like the depths of our desires. But in our relationship with the Lord, we're supposed to enter into that already. We're supposed to already experience that, that the taste of that resurrection, you know, and that's, that's supposed to be our Christian walk to some extent. And so like knowing that and having it, it should change my orientation in waiting. It should not be that I wait in dis not in despair in, in, um, I think I thought waiting in detachment was being, was waiting for the worst and being okay with that, mm. but it is being okay with the worst if it happens, but it's not waiting for the worst. Does that make sense? Like it's like yeah. waiting for the good because God wants my yeah. good. And if the worst in quotes happens, my idea of the worst, then I have to be open to the Lord shifting that around in me to be able to recognize his love and his goodness somewhere mm -hmm. in that, that pain and mm -hmm. that, that struggle, but that I must be waiting with hopeful, joyful, excited anticipation for mm -hmm. this glorious sunrise, you know, that, and I, I want to do that. That's what I want to do because that's the God that I believe in. Like, if I don't, if I'm not doing that, then who, who, who am I following? Like, who do I really believe mm -hmm. in if I'm waiting sort of in this, you know, trepidation and, and sort of, I don't know, just solemn resignation. That's yeah. not, that's which, not which is so like, they're all so related, you know, like yeah. you, the, the things that we we're kind of taking away from, from, but even yeah. when you're speaking, Rach, I'm like, um, like when I think about God, the God who's continually pouring himself out for us in love in every way and cannot withhold that from us ever, like in any way, yeah. you know, it gives this whole different meaning to like the challenges that we face or the waiting that we face or the everything, mm -hmm. because it turns it all to a good, like it all must be good if yeah. God is continually mm -hmm. pouring himself out because that continual pouring out of himself is in even the the spots where we're experiencing evil even in the spots where we're right. experiencing sin like every challenge every every 
horrible, awful suffering that we go through is in, right now being transformed, right now yeah. being transformed mm -hmm. by him, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, and right. it's impossible that that cannot be the case. Yeah. I mean, That's it's beautiful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. like yeah. so hopeful. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like it, you just it doesn't like burst into flames. You're so, <laughs> so like passionate. You're like, yes. Everything it, is awesome. Yeah. And it doesn't deny the hard stuff and the suffering. Right. It doesn't say that yeah. is from love, but that God looks at that and says, okay, wow, this, I am, I can't believe that my, my son, my daughter, my child is having to go through this right now. Mm -hmm. I am going to turn this into something that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that it's not it even like, God, I think that's too, like, even what sticks with me is that there's no, there's no, there's not even any, like, there's no hesitation in God, you know, it's like, yeah, because he is being, he is love there. It's like, he can't help it. He can't yeah. help it. Like he just is. He like yeah. he is bringing all things to fulfillment. He's drawing all things into himself. You know. And anyways, I could go on forever. I'm like fired up. I love it. I love <laughs> it. It's so cool. I, I think I do think in a way like the name of our episode is Waiting for Love. And I did mention this. Mm -hmm. It's in a way like we are waiting for, love, but we're not because, like you said, Nicole, at the beginning, love is, is seeking us out. Like, yeah. like the Lord is not, is not somewhere that we have to like find him or we're not in an elevator. And it's like, you know, when you get to the 20th floor, the doors mm -hmm. will open and you'll get to love. Like, that's like, it's not like that. It's it, the Lord is here with us right now, loving yeah. us. He is actively, like you said, Aaron, loving us. And I think that is exciting because and I think Father Edmund also mentioned this when we are going through a period of waiting that is very uncertain and there's no resolution, we can't stop living. But how do we? I asked him that question like, how do we deal with the pain of that uncertainty when you're wanting to give, when you're wanting to be in a different place than you are? And God has put that desire in your heart, like through your vocation or, or work or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And he was like, Well, the, you know, you work through the pain, or I'm paraphrasing, but by, by reminding yourself of, who God is, like of how, yeah. how God relates to you and what, he, how he's doing that right now, because we need that. We can't live mm -hmm. through the waiting periods of these hard things yeah. without love actually. So mm -hmm. in a way we can't be waiting for love. We've got to be receiving it like now, you know, mm -hmm. we, we yeah. got to ask the Lord for the grace for the love he's now giving us. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh my gosh. This is so good. I'm not, I have so much to like pray with after this episode of recording. Ends. You're so holy. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's I good. It. It's so good. Um, but this is actually good because we can, we can kind of segue into your, into your God wink, Nicole, because it totally sure. relates to, to all of yeah, this stuff. And, stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this, so this something that happened this past no, this week, like Mon Monday, Tuesday, like just like the last four or five days. Uh, so I went to confession um, earlier this week and it was good. And um, for the, for my penance, this was a unique penance. I've never been giving one, one like this before. Um, and it was uh, the priest told me to sit or to look at it, an image of the nativity of the, of the crush scene, you know? And then imagine myself in that scene and just sort of be, allow myself to be present with, with the Holy family in this moment. And so I was like, okay, sure. You know, um, I don't have a nativity scene in my, in my apartment, but I, you know, I've been looking at, I've just looked up image on my phone and kind of prayed with that. And I was like, okay. Um, and then, uh, but part of me was like, okay, I mean, I'll, I'll do this for my penance, but like, 
Okay, it's cute. Yeah, it's nice. But I, I, I didn't. The first day I prayed with it, I couldn't connect to it. I was like, man, these are they're all like in this stable, and I know that it's been all intense for them. You know, imagining the whole story of them. She's about to have a baby, and they're trying to travel, and she's on the donkey, and then they can't find a place to stay. But now in this nativity scene, they look pretty relaxed and there's like soft heavenly light and they're holding this child. And I, and I couldn't connect to that. Cause I'm like, my life mm. is too busy right now. I don't feel like yeah. I can put myself in this scene. Like yeah. it's kind of like Carrie hey, Underwood is there. She's singing a nice song. It's yeah. Right. Good. You know? And it's just like, this is, this is lovely, but I'm really sorry. I really have a lot of stuff to do. So I can't stay long. All right. See you. Mm. Anyways. the next day I was in spiritual direction and I was talking with my spiritual director about prayer and different things. And then she's like, what if you, Okay. She's like, here's an idea. What if you just um, take an image of the nativity scene and just sit in front of it and put yourself in like basically almost word for word, what the priest had said the day before. And she didn't know that I hadn't told her that this was my penance or anything like that. So they independently both told me to do the same thing. So I was just like, okay, all right. I'll just keep looking at the nativity <laughs> scene, even though, you know, but I've been, I've been praying with that this week. And it's been amazing how every day it's like, there's a little part of me that the, this temptation to busyness and running and being, well, I can't be in this scene. I'm not, I'm you know, it's sort of melting away. And I am starting to be able to, to, to picture myself with, with the Holy family. And I'm actually experiencing more of that peace um, than I was earlier in the week. So it's, it was just kind of a cool thing, you know, of mm -hmm. uh, sometimes when the Lord wants you to pray with the nativity scene, oh he'll just keep telling you until you that's stick with it. So funny. Very oh random, goodness. but. That's my God. I love it. how God sometimes speaks to us in these like, like very clear and just, yeah. you know, yeah. it's God because it's the weirdest thing ever. You're like, yeah, oh, this is so weird. Like, okay. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean like, oh yeah, it's Christmas. So sure. But like, yeah. yeah. It's okay. true. So listen, so this was like, um, like talking about the weird stuff. I'm going to read the scripture because I'm like, I feel like I, I should just read it for whoever needs to hear this right now. But it was the reading from the, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception for morning prayer. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, but now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine, which is such a beautiful thing. Oh, and yeah. then like, and then I saw that I was watching, I started watching The Chosen again, and it's right in the first episode of The Chosen. And then I heard some, like somebody gave a talk that I listened mm. to, and it was, they said, which is weird. Like, it's not a super common scripture no. passage, but it's like, like the nativity, you know, like, right. you're, like you're, you know, it's you're right popping up everywhere. Can I tell yeah, you guys my thing that, that I thought Please. of when, because yes. I had a similar thing too, but it's so funny because it's not at all scriptural or churchy <laughs> at all. It's, it's when I'm like, it's super late at night or I'm like struggling and I should be sleeping or I should be processing something really hard that I don't want to process. And I go to YouTube and I'm trying to watch a video and the internet is working in my house. My email is loading. My messages are coming in and YouTube and my sister is like watching a YouTube video right beside me and YouTube will not load. And like, I know it's God. I'm like, okay, Lord, come on, come on. I really want to watch this video. And I will try like two times, three times reset my Wi-Fi. I'm really persistent in trying to avoid doing God's will in my life. Like that's clearly what we can establish. <laughs> um, so yeah. like, no, I really want to watch this video and it just doesn't load. And like by the second or third time, I'm like, okay, I okay. get it. I get it. Let's gonna... go to bed. Yeah. yeah let's that's so funny. Down. See, so, it's so good. It's so good. So we all had a God wink this week. Yeah, that's great. There we go. Oh my. Okay. Ladies, that was a jam packed full episode. And yeah. 
Really good. I'm really Thanks grateful for showing for all the deep windedness of your hearts with That's us right. and all That's of our right. listeners. Yes, we hope we have not put anybody, sunk anybody into the pits of despair because <laughs> God is good. We've also talked about hope. So please hang on to that for sure. Uh, but it's, um, we have a break now. We're going to be taking a break for Christmas and then um, a little bit in January. And then we'll be back January 17th is our first episode of 2022, which sounds wow. great. That's a lot of twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of twos. It's a lot of twos. Like, what's bothering me about 2022? Because it kind of did. I was like, there's something weird about that year. Irritating slightly. What about February 20, February 22nd, 2022? Oh, yeah. 02022022022. That sounds like, isn't that Maybe I don't like the number two. I don't know. I'm just irritated. I'm like, why am I so irritated with 2022? That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, maybe you need to look at the, at the hypostatic union and see if there's some fruit there for you. Yeah, maybe. Two is the number of, (laughs) sorry, the non-theologian here is like, what? (laughs) (laughs) The unitedness of the divinity and humanity of Christ. Okay, good. Yeah. But the, anyways, let's. Now we're just devolving into like, I know. I just feel like we're snobby now. Like the, you, I don't know. Too. It's, it's good. It's fine. It's, it's good. good. Yeah. That's Thank right. you, Lord. That's right. then... Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And then now I've said really number grateful. two a whole bunch of times. If anyone's really immature who's listening, they're like number two, which I have to admit, I thought a few times in my head that that's uh, my nephew would definitely appreciate that for sure. Yeah. Oh, that took um, me. Right. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. I know I can see on Nicole's face. I'm like, I'm not because sure you're an adult, that. Nicole. Like that's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But this is good. Okay. So, um, so uh, we would like to say a huge thank you to everybody who has listened for this pers- first part of um, of season two of In the Thicket, and especially for those who are new, and maybe this is one of the first episodes you've listened to. We are so glad that you're here, and we hope that you guys uh, really got some uh, some fruit out of the the Advent series in particular to sit within prayer and to help us. We still have you know this other this other week to to um, sit with the Lord in preparation for Christmas, and we will be praying for you in the meantime. We'll be praying for mm-hmm. you until we see each other again in in January. And and, um, and let's just say too, if you're uh, the type of person who of all the podcasts that exists have chosen to listen to this <laughs> podcast on yeah. suffering. Like we, we love we're you. with you. You are you hardcore. Like, You're hardcore. That's right. That's we should make merch that just says hardcore, and then we can we can just send that out to people like buttons yeah. and stuff. You know? Yeah. Wow. Hardcore yeah, Catholic. That. Yeah. Hardcore that's good. Catholic. Okay. Well, listen. We have a lovely surprise to close the episode for oh, you. Yeah. Are you ready, ladies? Okay, let's do it. Okay, we're gonna do it. Ready? Here we go. Okay. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New, new Year. year. <laughs> okay, the reason that that was so hard, we all happen to be musicians. We can do music. We are musical, but it's very hard to sing over Zoom. So we yeah, practice. We like, literally practice that did, for you guys. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. So it was good. Merry Christmas, everybody. God bless you. God bless. Bye.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.